0: Welcome back to Menace Podman. I'm Scott Keller, along with Steve Saint Pierre. Happy New Year to everybody. This is the first pod of
1: 2024. Yes, sir. Uh, how, how was your uh, your New Year? Anything special for you? Uh, it was fun. uh Went to Tim's, hung out there for a little bit, saw some people, had a good time, and uh that's about it. How about yourself? I uh, we we hosted over here as well. My my uh, wife's family.
0: Um, unfortunately, her sister and boyfriend were uh supposed to be out of town they came back and they still didn't come over so we, we won't take offense to that but not a cool move let's just i'll put that out there nah. so if you listen to the podcast not a cool move <laughs> um <laughs> i'm sure they don't anyways um but yeah then uh yeah no my youngest son was uh he's battling a little bit of something and oh, getting some sucks. more teeth so um they were up yeah. all night and then i was
1: actually up until like five thirty in the morning because he.
0: Was not sleeping.
1: So. Oh man, that's a bummer. And the, yeah, we talked about it before. It's a tough situation to be in as a parent because you feel so helpless. You really can't do anything except just be there for him, and you know, yep, just hold him, just hold yep. him.
0: That's all you can exactly. do. Exactly. Yeah, our uh, fellow fantasy analyst Dan Vesperus, I love he- listen to him talk about his kids all the time. <laughs> yeah, and uh, he does. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun to know we're we're not the only ones, right? No, but no. It was a good deal. It was a good new year. Um, yeah, no, 2023 was awesome, especially Menace Podman, you know, got it up and running there late 2022, mm-hmm. but basically 2023 and yeah. rolled through the year. And we appreciate everybody listening uh, every weekend and week out. And hopefully 2024 brings us a lot of uh, new stuff and some new successes along the way. So yeah. we're excited to continue here into 2024. Um yeah, I think I'll just pop in with a few first things.
1: Name on your paper, first thing.
0: All right, uh, let's see. So the things I got today for first things are not—they're uh, all pretty awesome, but I don't have great detail on all of them. Um, <laughs> but the one we tackled was, a lot last week, so we we did we did um, many weeks. We do, but uh, this is yeah. just three random ones. Um, everything I'll repost if I haven't reposted on Twitter or X already. Um, I'll start small here. There was a little there was a picture, Rod Palenka, um, Lakers president Rod Palenka, ex or former uh what, agent for Kobe Bryant. Um obviously he was really close with the Bryant family and uh just recently he had his I think it was fifty fourth birthday, I think it was. So uh, former Wolverine. Exactly, exactly. So uh happy birthday to him uh and go blue. Um but yeah. uh, there but yeah, there was a, a a photo i believe that just went kind of viral uh it was vanessa bryant's instagram account or something like that but basically her and him there's he's in the background and she's just wishing him a happy birthday and whatnot it was basically just a subtle reminder to everybody that just keep your good friends real close support your good friends you know be loyal and all that good stuff and uh you know just take care of it. after he's gone, you know, he's still around to, uh, to, to help support and uh, be a good friend of the family. So that's pretty cool. Well said. Second thing I got here, this again, really quick. And we see it all the time where, you know, especially around the holidays when uh, the, the people in the military go off and, you know, they do the same. You see it at the football games a lot of the time. And this one happens to be at a basketball game, a Tennessee volunteers, uh, basketball game in um, a family of I think it was like six kids it's huge I, I posted it but uh they uh you know were at half court for this uh basketball game and you know show a video of their dad basically saying you know hello <laughs> from uh wherever he was stationed at and then you know and then out of out of the blue you know he starts running across the court in his uh his uniform and whatnot um and they all hug and cry and laugh and all that good stuff but it's one of those things that you can see it over and over and over again and no matter how many times you see that stuff man that that stuff gets me every time
1: every time and yeah it looks like it's about six kids and these never get old so awesome to see no so that's a good thing to see um and then lastly
0: i actually don't know where this is out of oh so actually that guy was in the navy too by the way, just to clarify, but this other story, this is a 15 and under basketball uh, club looks like Modena basket. I don't know. I know they're on Instagram. Um, they're definitely, I think they're European. I'm not exactly sure where I actually read through the article and it didn't really point it out. Um, but when you watch the video, um, they're definitely not speaking English here. Um, basically it's a story around again, around Christmas time. Um, their, their teammate, he was, you know, a little unfortunate with, uh, money and funds to come up with things and, uh, you know, some new shoes for himself. So basically everybody from the team kind of pulled together some money, um, and they bought him some shoes. So it shows a video of this kid. He's a, a Greek African player. Um, he's a big Giannis fan, obviously. Um, and they call him Antetokounmpo, which is like his nickname, which is kind of cool. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, so, yeah, his name is, he's 15 years old, Kevin Asavande. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Or let's say. But, uh, yeah, so he <laughs> plays on this team. He he opens up the, the box here on Christmas or on Christmas. And they're actually the new Nike freaks, uh, Giannis' shoes. And he kind of just you know shyly you can you can tell he's very appreciative and whatnot and uh, it's just cool the the whole team rallying around him and stuff so it's cool to see you know even 15 year old kids here actually you know care about their teammates and uh friends yeah classy stuff so that's it just love one another that's it (laughs) keep your loved ones close as you can too.
1: do we Uh, want to talk a little hoop fever
0: yeah we should talk some hoop fever yeah we went over to uh the one of our local watering holes, <laughs> CJ Mahoney's uh, what well, was you, me, Tim and uh, Pat met up and uh, we had said, I think this has been a year in the making. Cause I think we talked on the, uh, uh, you know, get to know behind the mic episode. Right. And I talked about yes, sir. being decent, pretty good at hoop fever. I usually can beat, you know, anybody I pretty much play.
1: <laughs> Actually, I think it was a different episode. Cause I think, um, we were talking about the dude from the, Oh, the bus boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ricardo, yeah. the bus boy. From, yes, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We were
0: probably talking about another video on a first thing or something. Yeah, I but think so. Regardless, um, yeah, no, I, I, I'll pat myself on the back. I'm, I'm pretty decent Absolutely. at it. But Dude, I was awesome at it. I, I would say I'm definitely. I we posted a video. Basically, you took a video of me, you know, doing one of the games and. uh Set a high score on the machine. So it was like one, I was on one twenty-four or something. Just nowhere near a high score that I've set back in the day. I used no, to. No, have...
1: that was definitely like just you know, you really hadn't warmed up too much. Yeah, but you can still tell like you're incredible, and
0: well, I appreciate, yeah, it. man. If you ever want to
1: do it again, <laughs> if you want to do it again, uh, I'm down anytime. We'll it's funny though, cause there.
0: yeah. Because I used to, all bar games, I love all bar games, and I think I'm decent at a lot of bar games, um, darts in particular. Yeah. I crush a few people as well. Yep. Um, but yeah, no, Hoop Fever was one of those things. I don't know where it came from. I just started playing and all of a sudden got obsessed with it, and I was like, hey, I'm pretty darn good at this. Um, but yeah, I used to be able to get like 140s, 150s on that thing. Um, I think
1: you can still do it if you just get warmed up you know i think so i
0: think i got to condition a little bit too i, I yeah. realized after like a game or two man my arms were tired <laughs> yeah. i woke up the next day and actually my hip and my knee were a little sore just Well, you're from holding the way... babies all day and stuff too you know <laughs> like just from the way i was like positioned at the machine it was funny so yeah we were playing me and welcome to your 40s <laughs> exactly but uh yeah i mean my best man our friend pat he uh you know, I was I was going, hey, let's just do thirty seconds and thirty seconds and split this thing up. My arms are way too tired here. So but anyways, that's on uh Twitter for your viewing pleasure. Um let's see
1: and what speaking else. Speaking of Trader Pat Trader Pat Trader Pat. I just I'm, wanted to mention on the air, you know, I just wanted to give you credit for, you know, kind of taking a page out of his book and getting aggressive in fantasy and making some moves. We don't I need did. to get into these the specifics if you don't want, but just wanted to shout you. Out no, and, actually,
0: uh, you know, we can call it because one of those trades is with Trader Pat. Um, so yeah, let's see. I I had it up here, and it looks like I lost it. Let's see where'd it go?
1: Where'd it go? I can't find it. Wait, I wait. I closed my tab. Wait, wait. Anyways. While you're looking, I'll just say that you know we were talking off air about how you were targeting a lot of big guys. You were trying to shore up your blocks and field goal percentage and stuff like that. And. um uh, just get a little more efficient as a team and uh that's a smart move there it is i finally found it league transactions
0: so yes i was in out of an eight eight person team i was in sixth place and i was just kind of like coasting along i got up to fourth at one point some here a couple weeks ago had a bad week uh actually everybody tim crushed me last week um so yeah prompted me to make some moves and uh I threw some offers out there, like you said, to get some bigger guys, um, get some more blocks, try to almost kind of guarantee myself that blocks team block category. Um, Field goal percentages, I was doing pretty well. I want to sure that one up. And just like you said, uh, you might have said it last episode, actually, you get those big guys, you know, less turnovers usually come with them as well. Um, Better field goal. Exactly. So certain categories I was just targeting, not necessarily punting those other, you know, four or five categories. Obviously you can't punt four or five categories and win, but uh, I, I guess you could punt four and win technically. But um, so yeah, trades I made, made a trade. I got, I received Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton. Um, I'll just put that out there. Drew Holiday steals is what I was really targeting. Um, he also usually has a pretty good field goal percentage as well. And he yeah, and actually- you know,
1: we've talked all about point guards.
0: And he usually handles the ball uh, pretty pretty well, so low in turnovers. Um, Chris Middleton as well, I grabbed. I just think Chris Middleton's actually on his trajectory up this year. I mean, you can obviously see Hope it in so. the numbers. Um, and I actually kind of, I don't know, I believe in it. I, I think he's finally getting back in his groove. So I'm just buying into the Chris Middleton trajectory this year. And He's got to stay good. healthy, though. Correct. That is very correct. But I think they got him too, where he's not... You know, he's like the number three guy, right? You know, yeah. you got Dame, you got Giannis. Yeah,
1: there's, there's way nothing. less pressure on him now. Exactly.
0: Less pressure, but that also... Physically and to, mentally. Yeah, leads to less touches, but yeah, a little less minutes, I believe. And that hopefully should help with the health in the long run. So that's why I was looking there. I gave up uh another thing here. This is a two for three. I gave up Kobe White. Um, We'll probably talk about Zach Levine later. Um, yep. But I, I don't think Kobe White... Does everything that he's doing right now when Zach Levine returns. Now, granted, obviously, there's going to be some movement probably within that team, some trades and stuff, and he might, you know, return to get as many touches. But at the time being, at the state the team's at, I don't see him keeping up at the level that he's at right now. Um, Mikael Bridges, I put into this deal. I'm actually just kind of disappointed in the dude. Um, I know, I know Brooklyn sucks, but uh, still, he's like a roller coaster.
1: You and I were so high on him in the off season, and you know Ben Simmons has been completely out of the picture. You would have thought, you know, he would build on the momentum that he had at the end of last season. He was really—we talked all about it. He was looking like a marquee guy. Yep. He was looking like a potential first rounder in terms of value. Exactly. And that just hasn't come to fruition. It's been a disappointment. yep,
0: So I—I I got rid of him, dropped him, and then uh, Detroit Bogdanovich um obviously last night on one three had a phenomenal game eight three pointers and shot the lights out um but I actually started getting some people healthy this week and that's another reason I started making some moves is I had too many people on my roster and I didn't want to just drop people as as free agents so I tried to package them into some deals maybe it looks like I gave up more there right on this two for three but at the same time I only needed two spots to fill I was going to drop somebody anyway
1: And we all know the deal with Boyan Bogdanovich. He's a complete sell high right now. I mean, we've talked about his health issues that he's had. He's a little bit older, and he's on a team that's completely rebuilding. We talked all about that last week. Um, But there's a real good chance that he gets traded at some point here. And if he gets traded, he's probably going to a better team. He's going to lose a ton of value. He's not a huge nine-cat guy anyways. He's more of kind of a points Points and threes threes. kind of guy. Yep. Yep. Um, so yeah, if he loses volume, uh, he's going to, he's going to plummet in value. Nope. So that was one trade. And before that, um,
0: that one was actually with your brother and this one, uh, was with trader Pat. Um, I gave up, uh, Tyler hero and Brandon Ingram. Uh, he was targeting, he's got three really good point guards. He wanted a fourth one to really just be like, yeah, in your face guys. I got all these point guards that are amazing. Um, so he ended up getting Tyler here on Brandon Ingram. Ingram has been having a decent year. Um, I, I can't remember where he's at. Um, I think it's like around like 50, 60 or something at nine cat right now, which is higher than I would think if I got that correct, you'd have to double check me on that, but, well, uh, okay. And then I gave, uh, I received D Melton. Obviously there's, he'll be probably in your news here later too with day to days and injuries, but, um, hopefully that's not too serious. And, uh, get a ton of steals from him. That's what all his value is a lot of it. Um, and then Daniel Gafford, who is again, is just on the top of his game right now. I don't see him moving from Washington at all. They're going to keep him there. I would assume. Yeah. And uh, I would see other pieces moving from Washington, which probably gives them even more value. So yeah. um, I, I think in the last two weeks or so, or even a month, he's like a top 10 nine cat fantasy player. So,
1: yeah, Brandon Ingram, he is currently sitting at number 68. There we go. That's in nine cat. That's per game. And uh, yeah, I mean, the minutes are pretty solid. Um, almost 34 minutes a game. Uh, almost 23 points a game. Um, almost, what is that, five boards, five and a half assists. assists um, almost a steal. Yeah, just solid. But, you know, we've talked all about him. He's got a lot of durability issues. And as the season goes on, he's a guy that's going to be at risk, you know, um, so far so good, but we'll see if he can keep it up.
0: Yeah. So basically I gave up four guys or gave up five guys, got four guys, uh, field goal percentage, definitely better with almost all of them. Yeah. <laughs> that was and just overall plan.
1: efficiency, yep. So which is good, you know, clean it up and, um, take some risks and see what happens. Yep, so I'm trying to work some categories and
0: uh I I always say it if you can win five four every week, you're gonna win a championship. That's all that matters. So Exactly. There we go. So there's some personal fantasy news for me. Um what else do we have to catch up on? Oh, little card update if anybody's in the sports cards. Yeah. I did get a little more obsessed and I I think I had mentioned I bought five more packs of the 90 NBA hoops. Um, still didn't get a Mark Jackson, (laughs) which is like the, the total original reason why I even started buying them. Um, I did get another Michael Jordan all-star, a bunch of rookies, Tim Hardaway, I think, uh, Glenn Rice, man, should pull them out here real quick. Wait, 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 wait. No, That's the wrong pile. (laughs) This is crazy. Pardon me. So, yes, I got back into this. So, yeah, another Jordan. Oh, the Robinson All-Star, Larry Bird, Dominique, Scotty Pippen, another Akeem. Yeah, another Glenn Rice rookie. The Drazen
1: Petrovich rookie. Yeah, that was a good one.
0: Yep, and the uh, David Robinson rookie and Phil Jackson. So I got a lot of the all-mustache <laughs> team. Yeah, you did. Um, I mentioned that to you. I thought that was pretty yeah, cool. But, uh it was really cool. So, yeah, that led me into another uh, – card sports card uh black hole um and i had three i had a couple uh gift cards i think your brother had given me one on my 40th birthday to dicks for 25 bucks or something like that and I had another 50 dollars one from i think my my wife's parents if i recall right to like golf galaxy but golf galaxy and dicks are related so those gift cards are intertwined you can use them at either place um and then I went online to Dick Sporting Goods and I was just looking at stuff that, I don't know, it was Christmas time and I was thinking of cool stuff that I could buy myself. And I noticed they had sports cards actually on there. So I ended <laughs> up using that $75 and bought three, um, as they call them, blaster boxes now. I didn't, I didn't even know. They have all these different names now for sports cards and <laughs> packs. Obviously, they still have like a hobby box and things like that. but. Um, yeah, the Blaster is like the smaller one now. There's, there'll be like four or five, six packs in it or something. Um, so I bought like three of those. I bought a WNBA, uh Prism. Um, I bought a Select MBA. And I bought a Bauman University um, MBA box as well. And I got just about nothing good out of all three of them. So I probably That's won't be bummer. buying any more. <laughs> uh, it's a good I try. Get, yeah, I got some basic stuff, but nothing worth anything really. It's just to, yeah. to look at. So, yeah, that's the uh, sports guy. If anybody has any advice or any certain sports cards that they target or buy, or even digital stuff, collecting, I don't know, it's just fun. And I'm not that very familiar with it other than just looking stuff up online. Shoot me a tweet. Shoot me a text because I, I love that type of stuff. You should reach out to Bill. I know, I know. I thought about that. He's a that. big collector. I definitely got to do that. But, uh, yeah, next time I see him, I'll chat with him. But yeah, it's tough. Even this, it's so stupid. It's crazy now these days because it'll be like, so like these prism ones, right? There's like, a, I don't know, 20 different parallel sets. So you'll have like a set of 300 cards and then there's like 20 different, you know, this cracked ice and this color and that color and whatnot. <laughs> and I'm looking at my cards and that I got and I'm like, I don't even know what this is. I'm like, what color is this? Like, uh, which one does this match up to? Is this? And then I realized that the really, rare ones are serially numbered on the back. So I basically just turned all my cards over and looked for numbers and I didn't see any. So I was like, these all suck (laughs) 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 pretty much. But uh, anyways, they're still
1: cool to look at and stuff.
0: Yeah. I still had just the same thrill opening up. It was the same thing with the, you know, when I was in the top shop for a while, Yeah, ripping those packs, it's really exciting. And I think those probably hold more, a little more value to just an average uh, novice collector or something and being able to sell something. But uh um, even uh, DraftKings, they were doing their um, Rainmaker stuff. Had a lot of fun ripping stuff like that and playing for a little bit. But I don't know. Got to find something with a little more value that's consistent value. So whatever. Yeah. Anyways, I think that might do the first half. Oh, no, we got... I'll I'll get into this real quick before we hit the second half. Let's talk about the pacers and bucks real quick.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say we've always branded ourselves as an indie podcast, I N D I E, but now we're becoming an I N D Y podcast as well. That is true. I got my actually I'm wearing my Pacers hoodie right now, which
0: is not (laughs) on purpose, but I, I do wear it a lot. Um so anyways, there has been some stories that came out. I talked to you off air here before this, and I was like This morning I woke up and I was like, man, this feels like it's kind of turning into a small little budding of a rivalry. And then I go on something else and I see an article and other people are saying that right now too. So um, obviously not the only one, but definitely maybe the first. I thought about this right. So basically Pacers and Bucks. Pacers won four out of five this year. They don't play each other again unless we're lucky enough to get them in the playoffs so it should be pretty
1: cool and that's when it'll become a true rivalry so if they do play in the postseason
0: i'm sure it'll be pretty intense but january 3rd um 142 130 pacers won that game so that was the fourth or the fifth um, of the this year normally they'd only play four right but uh, they played in the in-season tournament this year yeah which i also think sparked a lot of stuff um we saw that game was pretty intense yeah, I remember talking about it. That might have been actually one of my favorite games in the entire tournament, if not the uh, one of my the, the favorite. It um, was yes. you know, it was awesome. I Halliburton, you know, doing all his stuff and skipping around. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That's the other thing I forgot to say. Halliburton is insane. <laughs> I mean, sure I I booked Mark some stats. It's like every day he's setting. Um new milestones that we've we've never seen before. Um, so let's see. This is yeah, this is just the other day in the uh the game I was talking about on the third. Um 31 points, 12 assists, five threes, three blocks, and zero turnovers. Um he's the first it's player. Terrible. Yeah, first player ever to reach those thresholds in one single game. Um over this uh fifth straight victory, they've got five wins in a row. He's got seventy-six assists and seven turnovers during that winning streak. Um, so he's the first player ever to have that many assists in that few turnovers over a five-game span, and then y- you can continue. And I mean, every, like I said, every single day, there is something new about him that you are just like, holy crap! Um, top twelve, and uh, this is just Pacers related, but also related to Halliburton, obviously with the assists. But top twelve in NBA history and points scored per possession per one hundred possessions, twenty-four Pacers, obviously number one. But another interesting caveat there is out of those top twelve teams, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten of them are this year's NBA teams. So scoring is at an all time high.
1: It is. It is. And uh we gotta talk about that Carlisle quote because their defense hasn't been as good this season. And uh that's why these scores are getting higher and higher every day here. Yeah, no, Carla. You you sent me the
0: text uh, through text uh, when he said this. I actually didn't see it right away. Um, yeah, he said, uh, "Let's see." But being historically great on offense is fun, but even dating a pretty girl gets boring after a while if she can't guard anybody. <laughs> That's a amazing quote. Sure um, is. It won't be forgotten. Um, I it's it's an interesting quote too because it kind of, I get what he's saying, but it also sounds funny. <laughs> like it almost doesn't flow
1: properly. Yeah. And I mean, it's just a sign of what the game has become. You know, they they could get better defensively, but you know, w- this is how the NBA is now it's up and down. It's fast paced. It's run and gun. It's a lot of three point shooting and it's fun. You know, we talked about how, much fun this team was going to be to watch at the beginning of the season, you know, before the season, and certainly they've lived up to those expectations, so um, you know, you and I both really like this team, we like a lot of the players Um, I've always been a big Halliburton guy, I've always been a really big Miles Turner guy Uh, we'll get into news and notes but um, Bruce Brown came back and he's been a good pickup for them Um, yeah, they've been shuffling their lineup, we talked a little bit last week, but um guys like Aaron Neesmith they've been playing really well um even guys who've gone from the starting lineup to the bench and stuff like you know Buddy Heald's a really good player and you know his role continues to change you know pretty much game to game but you can always count on him for scoring pretty consistently you know you and I talked about how much we like Matherin and his upside And he's played well off the bench lately. Um, Obi Toppin, I've talked all about him. I'm a big fan of his. Um, And he's another guy who's been in and out of the starting lineup. Um, Isaiah Jackson's got a ton of upside, and he's fun to watch. And, uh, yeah, man, it's a good team. They got a good thing going. You and I talked about how much we like Carlisle. He's a really good coach. And, um, yeah, it's going to be fun to see, like you said, how they look come playoff time. And, you know, can they turn some of these matchups into legit rivalries? And can they go on a deep run?
0: Yeah. And they're also, um, as they say, living rent-free in Giannis' head there after the... uh... Uh, the fourth win out of five games, and after after that last loss, um, he's also quoted. This is uh, this is uh, not the entire quote, but it says something about when you w- when you go home and sleep and wake up, you think about it, and then it continues on, talking about some other things. And when you are about to get freaky at night, you think about it. So, <laughs> yeah, I, he's thinking about the Pacers a lot, apparently, and uh, it's uh, it's probably a good thing. But what's funny to me is those those teams aren't that much different. Um, they both don't have any defense and they both have a lot of offense.
1: Yeah. Especially this year. Yeah. The bucks, their, their defense has gone down quite a bit, but it's early, you know, things can still turn around and we'll have to see what happens at the trade deadline with both of these teams. You know, they could both make some moves and kind of balance things out a little bit and they might just get better, you know, just overall gameplay and experience and stuff like that. Yeah. It's kind of funny when you think about the bucks too, because,
0: I don't remember, like, obviously last year, I didn't think they were that bad defensively, but the only difference I see is Dame and Drew, right? Is that the glaring difference? What else am I missing here?
1: uh, I mean, obviously coaching change, but, you know, again, that's going to kind of, you know, you'll have ups and downs with that just naturally. Um, Yeah, I can't really think of any other glaring roster moves. Um, Yeah. Yeah, so... Um, uh, the Pacers, I mean, they're really good at stealing game balls. So <laughs> yeah. They got that going for them. Yes, they do.
0: Yeah. That's a, that's another thing that got all into this whole rivalry talk, but yeah, uh, yeah, that really
1: jump started it all.
0: So. I mean, just watch, just watching the game, even watching the last game, it was a regular game, but you could there was just a little more emotion behind it. There was a, the, yeah. the, the physical, the, um, the toughness, just the way they were playing each other. Um. It's interesting, but yeah, it hopefully is. It, it's I really do. I really do hope they meet up in the postseason because that would be an amazing series to watch. Yep. Agreed. All right. And what was I going to say? Oh, I was going to finish up here with just a little personal betting comment again, too. Um, obviously, if you're going to bet here in the new year in 2024, go ahead and use outlier.bet. <laughs> Outlier.bet's amazing. I still use them um, monthly, I a a daily basis, I should say. So I pay for it monthly. They don't even pay for it free for me anymore and i actually still pay for it that's how awesome it is um but uh yeah go out there check them out but i use them to put all my bets together all the time and one of the bets i had the other day it was like a i can't even remember i think i posted it here it was like a 11 12 13 leg i can't even remember now it was basically the clippers uh on the third here Clippers, suns basically usually when i put a big parlay together i just go Hey, which team do I think, or which team, which game do I think is going to be the closest? Um, and that was the game uh, on the third that I thought was going to be the most competitive between the two teams was the Phoenix uh, Clippers game. Um, I watched the whole thing. Obviously it wasn't as competitive through most of it. Um, the Clippers were up by like 20, a, a lot of the game, 20 to 15, I'd say, um, until the final quarter, they started closing the gap. Um, I think Phoenix even got to within six, if I remember right. Um, Then they couldn't uh, close the door and uh, force overtime or anything. But, anyways, it was let's see, a one, two, three, four, five. It was a 10 legger. It was a 10 legger. And it was very, very conservative, but I put a decent amount of money on it. So it was going to pay out pretty well. And the only leg I missed was Yusuf Nurkic. (laughs) Just seven rebounds. I needed seven rebounds. Of course, he had six rebounds. And the only person we can thank for that, well, I guess we can thank two people, but I'm mainly going to thank Frank Vogel. Um, Nurkic <laughs> did not play the entire fourth quarter of that game. All I needed was one rebound, dude, just one. Um, but he ended up playing Bull Bull for the entire fourth quarter. So if you're ever looking for somebody to stream, Bull Bull might be a good candidate <laughs> with the way uh, Frank Vogel is playing Yusuf Nurkic. So it's a good call, it's out there. Oh, yeah. One last thing I forgot to mention. I shared this with you while we were out um, at at uh, CJ Mahoney's where we recorded the awesome Hoop Fever video. Um, yeah. There is a thing I saw, I think it was on YouTube or Twitter or something, but it's a YouTube video, and there's this artist. I don't have his name or anything, but I reposted that as well. He, he has 10,000 black dice with white dots on it, um, and he creates a portrait of Kobe Bryant by just lining those 10,000 dice up. Um, it's awesome There's So there's a super time-lapse video that, uh, that you can watch that we posted. Um, it's just amazing. It's cool. I don't know how anybody ever figures out they can do that. And then second, how they actually do it. So
1: yeah, check it out.
0: Well, yeah, we'll talk to you on the other side of this break and a word from me about outlier. Hey, it's Scott from Menace Podman, and if you love sports and you're a somewhat low-key gambling degenerate like I am, you should definitely check out outlier.bet. They have a super easy-to-use platform um, supported on both mobile and desktop sites, um, and it really allows you to crunch the numbers and make you get some confidence in the bets that you're making. Um, You can do multiple things um, on Outlier. Uh, You can explore across multiple markets. Uh, you can get suggestions on, and curated picks. Um, you can analyze trends, matchup data, line movement. And my favorite feature, um, Outlier is integrated with multiple betting sites. So you can seamlessly transfer your picks to automatically fill out your bet slips um, with just as easy as two clicks. Um, so there's a link directly in the show notes to Outlier. You should check them out. Um, click on the link go to the site sign up get a free seven-day trial of outlier and go win some money all right welcome back uh just to start off before we get into all the news notes and all the good stuff from steve here uh, we're just going to touch on the nba schedule nba schedule grid real quick um let's see where the heck are we we're on week 11 this week i i think we we'd called this out last, uh, last episode, nothing, yeah. you know, nothing real big this week. Everything was three and four. So, yep. um, nothing crazy. The only thing I can tell you about this week is I don't, I don't know about you and your teams, but I believe this is the first time ever, um, between this Friday and I believe, I think Sunday coming up. I can't remember. Or maybe it was Wednesday, Friday. Nonetheless, um, my whole roster is being full and actually people, you have to finally make that decision whether who you're going to have in, you know, your last two spots and things like that. And yeah. I don't think that's happened all season until uh, this week. So,
1: yeah, um, I don't think it's happened to me yet because I think a couple times that it could have. I think guys sat, yeah, and kind of made the decision for me for sure. But yeah, uh, yeah we're creeping up on it. It's yeah. coming. I,
0: it might be tomorrow because Friday's packed. I don't. Um, Friday, January fifth. Yes, January 5th. Uh, there's only the Spurs and the Bucks don't play. That's it. Every other team plays. So full, yeah. full uh, schedule that day, which is also really fun for betting. And uh, let's see. You mentioned week 12. There's a couple teams that have uh, not a lot of games.
1: So what was Yeah, that- Brooklyn only has one game. Cleveland only plays once. And Philadelphia plays twice. So look out for them.
0: That's crazy.
1: Yeah, that's uh, definitely a situation to, you know, try to avoid if you can. I mean, not a lot of them. I guess Cleveland right now has a lot of streamers and stuff because of their injuries. So, you know, guys like Karis Lavert, Isaac Okoro, you know, anybody else that could be streamed right now probably look to cut bait after this week. Uh, don't sit on those guys, you know, try to open up some flexibility and, and stream some other guys that are playing more Man, my that's not another
0: like international game or something is there i never looked that up i never put that
1: together but yeah, I remember I that to last time. yep that that is probably what it is though
0: that's crazy how they do that though just want yeah. miss so much three days of travel on each side or yeah. three open days that seems like way too much time but <laughs> regardless yeah, like you said, shouldn't make huge impact except more on the streamer end of things. Yeah, perfect week to trade Mikael Bridges. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I didn't, yeah. I didn't, I didn't even see that. Nicely I didn't even realize it. But yeah. uh, anyways, all right, let's pop into your uh, news note.
1: Yeah, speaking of trades, we'll start with a big one, big real life trade. Um, OG Ananobi, Precious Achua, and Malachi Flynn got traded to the New York Knicks. In exchange for R.J. Barrett Emmanuel Quickly in a draft pick, um, they all went to the Toronto Raptors. Um, the Knicks wound up waiving Daquan Jeffries in the process. And so far, it's looked like a pretty good trade for both sides. Um, OG's been a great fit for the Knicks. Um, he's been starting. Basically, they have moved Dante DiVincenzo full-time to the starting backcourt. Um, so you know it's he and Brunson and then you know they've got Ananobi, they've got Randall, and uh they got your boy Hartenstein. He's yeah, been incredible. Yes, sir, I got twenty boards um uh, the other night. It was
0: fantastic.
1: And liking <laughs> like a ton of less. shots. Yep, yep. And starting to score a little bit more too. And um, you know, they're winning games in the process, so um they're definitely looking really good. And then uh, for Toronto, you know, um, R.J. Barrett, he's obviously a Canadian. You know, he grew up rooting for the Raptors, so he's excited. And, you know, their fan base should be pretty pumped. Um, But to me, the main guy is quickly. And, you know, he has immediately taken over the starting point guard spot. Um, Dennis Schroeder's coming off the bench. He's still playing well. I think he still has fantasy value. I think a big loser in this is Gary Trent Jr., um who's already been disappointing this season. Um, but we need to see what happens with the Raptors here. I don't know that they're necessarily done making moves. Um we continue to hear Pascal Siakam's name a ton in rumors. I don't think that's gonna change. Um, uh, you know, we'll have to see if any of that comes to fruition. But for the time being, um, you know, I think those guys are all kind of looking pretty good and, and I think their roles are looking pretty consistent. So um, we'll just have to keep an eye out. And then we got some news today that Ricky Rubio agreed to a buyout with the Cleveland Cavaliers. So it sounds like he is all done playing in the NBA. He could still play in Spain, but other than that, uh, sounds like he might be about done. Uh, we mentioned before the season started that he was taking time off due to mental health concerns. So again, we haven't really heard any elaborate Information on that, but um, we both wish him all the best um uh, you know, great dude, he had an if this is it, he had a really awesome and impactful n b a career, so I remember yeah. when he was drafted by the Timberwolves, and then it took him a couple of years to come over. I believe he was drafted in two thousand nine and made his debut in twenty eleven and uh yeah, just the impact that he had internationally um just you know yeah. globally. Yeah, I definitely remember all the hype around him um, when he was coming into the league. Um, and I think yeah. he lived up to it because, I mean, he was fun to watch, um, you know, those early years with the Timberwolves. You know, he and Kevin Love, um, you know, kind of changing course for that franchise and and made them fun to watch. So, yeah, um, you know, no, he, was, he was cool.
0: He was impactful. Uh, like you said, a good career, but also fantasy relevant. Like he. Oh, for sure. He was, yeah. he was huge. Um, yep.
1: yep. Yeah. Just no, he, he did a lot. Yep. For sure. All right, let's get into some injury stuff. we got a lot here. Um, We will start with Joel Embiid. We talked about him last week. He was dealing with the sprained right ankle. He did return January 2nd. Um, Hopefully he's okay, but dude, I'm still a little concerned. Um, If you have him on a fantasy team, just keep Paul Reed (laughs) close by. (laughs) Like maybe like if you want to drop him, that's fine, but be ready to pick him back up again. Um, if and when Embiid sits, um, keep him on a watch list. Keep him ready to go. And we mentioned Mo Bamba last week. I mean, he kind of slowed down after the Christmas game. We talked about, but we said he still has the potential. He's got the skill set. And if anything happens, if there's a trade, you know, just keep these guys in mind. So,
0: yeah, Embiid. He, uh, yeah, he's also is very concerning to me as well. He's just been. I mean, he's he's the guy, right? Obviously, Maxi does some stuff too, but he's just working him so much. He gets so many touches. But it's adding up for fantasy owners so far because if you look at Joel Embiid's December, it was ungodly. I um, think December, yeah. he averaged 40.2 points per game, 10.6 rebounds and on 60.6 field goal percentage. Um, he's the first to average 40 and 10 on 60% through nine games uh, minimum. And second to ever average 40 and 10 in a month. And the only other?
1: Wilt. Yeah. So. That's incredible. It's so.
0: it's it's weird because like he he's been doing actually, you know what? I think I heard who was it? Um somebody else said this, but I was thinking it. Oh, what the heck? It was on uh old man in the three, a uh, leg. I think it was Tim Legler, legs. <laughs> uh, I think he mentioned that uh he's like we're just going like Joel Embiid's doing this stuff. And we're, he's like not even getting the recognition for how dominant he's been over yeah. the, you know, the last couple of months. We're kind of just being like, oh, yep, yeah, he's awesome. He's good, but not really taking into a historical perspective how good he's been lately. But yeah, hopefully he can stay healthy, but they need to uh, uh, give him some rest for sure. However they can with the league policy. Yeah, we'll see how it plays how that out. It did. I mean,
1: he's he probably wants another MVP if he can get it, but you know, like you said, he's got to stay healthy, so we'll see how it plays out. Yeah. Uh Donovan Mitchell, we talked about him. He was out dealing with an illness, but he returned December 29th. He's looked fine. Hopefully, he's good to go. Um, you know, we've talked about Cleveland's other injuries with Garland and Mobley, and those guys are still trying to work their way back, so um yeah, they'll all have time to rest like we said next week, just one game, so um, yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll keep you updated on that situation. Um, another situation that we talked about before Kawhi Leonard, he was dealing with that left hip contusion. I jinxed him. I said, Mm -hmm. you know, he hadn't missed a game. Then he went down, missed a few games, but he did return January 1st and he's looked good. He's looked completely fine. So hopefully, um, like we said before, just a, a minor hiccup.
0: And the Clippers, and uh, the Clippers in a hole look amazing, obviously. They do. Yeah, um, I think that James
1: Harden to pick up.
0: Yeah. He he called some people out saying, you know, where are those people that, uh, you know, 15 games ago said this wasn't working when they're on their, you know, they what lost. We're right here. How many? Yeah, I know. I was going to, I was going to tweet them <laughs> back. I was going to tweet them back and tell them like I'm right here. But we also, the thing, the problem was that we also talked about how it, it was going to take a little time. And two, they couldn't keep, you know, Westbrook, all these people in the starting lineup all at the same time. And the difference was once Westbrook went to the bench, Harden, then everybody started to, you know, do their thing in the starting lineup. And it's it's been great. It's been phenomenal. Yeah. And there there's one of those, I get sucked into this team, this damn Clippers team every mm-hmm. year. Yep. And I and was man, just about to say. they They look like a contender again. And the one thing, though, that's really holding me to think that, is there one of the only teams that actually plays somewhat defense? Like, and yeah, I think that can is going to be huge going um, down the stretch and through the postseason. But obviously, it's another thing they got to stay healthy and not collapse and things like that. But
1: that's just it. It, God, it, it looks good. We say it every year: Can yeah. they keep this up in the actual playoffs? And can they stay healthy? And if they don't stay healthy, they're probably not going to be able to win. And that's what happened last year: they collapsed. Uh, Kawhi and PG both went down and that was the end of their season. So, um, yeah. as good as Harden's playing and fitting, um, will he be able to step up if those guys go down? I, d- I doubt it, but you know, we'll see. He is playing really well. He's been a great fit. Um, definitely want to give them their due, yeah. but it's still early and we need to see it all season and we need to see it in the post season.
0: They got so many things working from it. I mean, Ty Lu is a good coach. I- even if I'm sure there's critics out there that say he isn't, but um, no, I think Ty Lue's a great coach. Um, all these little people, yeah. they put out uh, pickups like Daniel Tice, like that. That's a huge, yep. that's a huge piece to the puzzle when, yep. you know, Zubac's not on the floor and thing like that, or playing different teams and having to play different. Um, he's, he's big to be there. And obviously man's awesome. And I don't know. Yep. I can't talk about the Clippers enough. I always love them. <laughs> I just, I always think they're good and they got something going on. And then I, just something happens, but yeah,
1: Plumlee's working his way back into the rotation yep, exactly. and, uh, you know, he'll only help. So yeah, no, we'll have to see what happens. Um, let's switch over to the Dallas Mavericks, Kyrie Irving. He was dealing mm-hmm. with that right heel contusion, but he returned January 1st and he's looked really good now. Um, yeah. so
0: yeah, but Dallas looked amazing last night on the third there. Uh, obviously we were playing Portland, um, so that was too much of a surprise. Yeah, but exactly. man, they've, they had what, like 70, 70 plus points in the first half. Um, and Kyrie and Luca were outscoring the entire Portland team
1: in the first half. Yeah. And they are, you know, this is another almost like kind of one in, one out, one in, one out situation we're dealing with because it's actually a couple guys came back. So Kyrie and a guy that I talked about before and mentioned, Josh Green, he had been out with the sprained right elbow, but he returned December 27th. And actually, you mentioned the game last night, January 3rd. He was Mm -hmm. back in the starting lineup. And he's a guy that, like, I think he belongs on everybody's uh, watch list right now. Just keep a close eye on this guy because I do think he fits in really well with that team. I think he's a young guy. He's got a lot of upside. I like his overall game. And I think especially if you're playing in season-long nine-cat fantasy, he's a guy that could have some low on value. So just keep him in mind in case... They do have some other guys that go down. They've got a couple guys right now day-to-day. We'll get to that in a little bit. Um, But Derek Lively, Grant Williams, they're both dealing with some stuff. And obviously, you know, their star players are going to be kind of in and out here. Um, You know, anytime that they can rest and stuff, I think they'll try to do so. Um, But, yeah, Josh Green's a guy that I really like. I think just keep an eye on him. You know, I'm not saying he's a pickup right now, but he's a potential pickup down the line here. Especially if he heats up and gets going,
0: I yeah, do see. I don't know if you saw any highlights from that game, but um, again here on the third against Portland, but Kyrie was thrown up a basic a lob pass, in Elu completely missed. It just banked, went right in. <laughs> I did not see that. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. He just I'll chucks it up, it out. It goes off the backboard, it goes right in the basket, three pointer.
1: Yeah, pretty cool. <laughs> uh, speaking of heat, Jimmy Butler, um, he's got multiple things going on. He's got a strained left calf and right foot irritation. We talked about how he was out. He returned December 30th, but then went down and hasn't played since. So, um, yeah, he's been a mess. He's been a giant mess this year. And we kind of saw this coming. You know, he's an- another year older, and he's already been a load management kind of guy. You know, Miami's going to treat him with kid gloves. And, you know, f- fortunately for them, they've been able to do so. Because they're still winning games, they're still playing real well. Heat culture,
0: yeah. Um, and one of the one of those reasons is the the guy who's become third now in the NBA rookie ladder behind <laughs> your boy Chet Holmgren and uh, Victor Wembanyama, and that's Jaime Jaquez, who yep. is filling in just nicely. He was the um, I think he's like the rookie of the month here uh, for December um, through December. He's averaging sixteen points a game, three point eight boards, two point seven assists. Um, throwing almost a steal, and, um, is doing other things too. He's just, I mean, he's shooting 48%, uh, 85%, uh, from the charity stripe. Um, he's been phenomenal. I love that guy.
1: Yep. For sure. Here's a guy you do not love Deandre Ayton.
0: No, no, not at all. Never did. Um, never will.
1: <laughs> he's got right knee tendonitis again. He's going to miss a sixth straight game. Um, yeah, uh, just... If you've got this guy on your team, man, just good luck. You know, hopefully you're (laughs) able to utilize IL spots. Um, And and if he comes back, don't get too comfortable. I mean, Portland continues to lose games. We talked all about it. Uh, They're rebuilding. They're going to Portland's not just
0: losing games; they're getting demolished. They're getting their asses kicked, and
1: and you know they're a young team. And I feel bad for Chauncey Billups. He took on that coaching job, and just you know pinned up against a wall right from the start, but, um, yeah, yeah, you know, they're, they're going to take their time with Aiton and he's a huge shutdown risk, um, dominating. He's (laughs) doing anything but that right now. Um, he's been okay. I mean, per game he's been fine, but you just can't really trust him. Um, if you can trade him and get something for him, I recommend it, um, because I do not trust him. Well, yeah, luckily
0: he doesn't have to work for rebounds; they just fall in his hands most of the yeah, time. Yeah, I was going to say, as long
1: as he's healthy, you know, if, if and when he does come back, you know, like I said, he's been good per game, and obviously you drafted him for a reason. He's one of your big men. You need big men in fantasy, so I mean, he does what he does. Um, he's solid, but you know, not spectacular, and again, just not a guy that who's real reliable, and especially the deeper we get into the season. Uh, the more and more chance he has of just you know shutting it down so tread lightly with him and then shade and sharp his teammate he was out with the strained right groin he returned January 1st but he's coming off the bench right now he's got kind of a minutes limit so they're kind of taking it easy with him Um, he's a guy that I think could ramp up here but you know we need to kind of wait and see so um, you know if you have him obviously you know probably happy to get him back in your lineup but um, just watch that situation closely, and you know, I'm sure there's gonna be ups and ups and downs. So um, Trey Murphy the third for the Pelicans, he's dealing with a sore left knee. He's missed three straight games. Uh, we're gonna get into pickups here, but a guy we talked about as a drop, Herb Jones, is now looking like a Nat again. And we mentioned that this is a really good possibility here. Anytime a guy on the Pelicans goes down. I think Herb Jones is going to be like your first guy to target, you know, on the wire as a streamer, as an ad. Um, You know, I actually have Murphy on my team. So as soon as he went down, I picked Herb Jones back up. I actually picked up Herb Jones at the start of the season right after our draft. I think I mentioned it on here before. Um, I went ahead the other day and picked him right back up. And I'm just going to keep him until Murphy comes back. And then I'll see how the minutes go. If they drop back down again, I'll probably drop them, but I'll keep them on a watch list or keep them ready to go. And as soon as anybody else on that team goes down, we mentioned earlier Ingram, obviously Zion, all those guys, CJ McCollum. McCollum's been fantastic, by the way, all year. Um, Except when he fucked up my bets. Yeah, other than that, <laughs> other than that. Um, he's been fantastic. So just wanted to give him a shout-out. You know, Not yeah. happy about the bet thing, but... Um, He finally
0: learned how to actually make three pointers again after that. Yeah, yeah, he did. That game was just, uh, never mind. It's a mess. I'll stop. (laughs) Uh,
1: Speaking of messes, Zach Levine for the Bulls, he's been dealing with the right foot inflammation. He wound up missing all of December, but basically could return any day now. Um, He's ramping up his time in practice, and um, I think he's officially listed as questionable for tomorrow's game, January 5th, if I'm not mistaken. So. that's going to be interesting because I, I have
0: that feeling that when he comes back, um, I guess I should say if, because you never know yeah. that he will, but yep. if when he comes back that I feel like the Bulls are going to just lose, they, they got like this little bit of chemistry going, right? Yeah. Now.
1: They got a good thing going. Um, and
0: uh, like, just leave them out. <laughs> I haven't come off the bench. I, I'm sure yeah. they they might limit it as minutes anyway. So maybe you should yeah um, take him off the bench to start. I'm um, just kind of ease him in there, but Um, yeah, they got a decent thing going on. Like we talked about Andre Drummond last week. He's He's, been awesome. Filling it for Vooch. Yeah. He's been phenomenal. Um, that, uh, Kobe white, obviously who I talked about earlier, who I trade, he's still been playing well. Um, yeah, no, they got, they got something there, but again, we also talked, you talked about it last week in our Pistons segment, you're still in that weird middle, Purgatory mm-hmm. kind of spot where they gotta go one That's way just or the it. other. Yeah, so. they're gonna have
1: to make a deal at some point here. So either yeah. way, I think uh, something's brewing there. So just keep a close eye on that situation right. here in the coming. Andre weeks. Drummond
0: though, Andre Drummond. Speaking of him, he could be a phenomenal trade target for somebody to pick up um, and put him in. Yeah, in we said that in real
1: life. Yeah, any team yeah. that needs a center, we t- we mentioned the Grizzlies. Yeah, um, oh, that'd yeah, be a fantastic yeah, yep. fit. Fantastic yeah. fit. So. It'd be cool to see, too. I mean, I'm rooting for the guy, you know. Um, Again, don't want to homer out too much, but former Piston, you know, didn't work out here, but, you know, he's a good dude. Um, He has flaws in his game, but he's good at what he does, you know. He's a kind of an old-fashioned, old-school center, you know, gets a ton of rebounds, kind of stays around the rim, but you need guys like that. And, you know, he fills that role, does a good job. I appreciate and I think be it. a great fit. Yeah. I,
0: a- I appreciate those big man. You talked about me like in Hartenstein and, and I love Sabonis. I love those guys. I obviously the podcast is named, you know, after Dennis Rodman. Um, <laughs> exactly. I love, I love rebounds. I love rebounders. I think I've talked about this on the behind the Mac Mike thing or somewhere in the past where a lot of the bets I make are all rebound bets. I love making all rebound bets. I just, I love that part of the game and it's uh That The the guys that master the craft of rebounding, it's I I love it.
1: Yeah, and I'm right there with you. I mean, we talked all about how I grew up playing the game, and I'm a big guy. And before I learned anything in basketball, I I learned to rebound because my team needed me down by the rim. (laughs) I was the only big guy on the team, so they were like, get every rebound. (laughs) We don't care what else you do.
0: I was going to say I always felt myself. Obviously, I'm shooting threes most of the time, but usually being a small guy in a very – thin guy as well you're not usually going to get a bunch of rebounds but there's crafty guys i love the crafty guys that get rebounds too that's yeah. some of my favorite people schroeder one of those guys um who the heck am i thinking of uh, caruso get some decent but i love those hart. small guys. yeah josh hart there's another guy i'm thinking of uh oh man i can it'll come to me but uh, <laughs> uh
1: we another. respect them all
0: yes yes
1: um uh, so here's one that we absolutely called gordon hayward Um, he's got a strained left calf. He's going to be reevaluated in two weeks. Here we go again. You know, he's another guy kind of like Jimmy Butler. You just take what you can get. You know, he's a per game guy plays well when he's healthy, but you know, is always consistently going down with some kind of injury. We've talked all about Charlotte. They're another team that, you know, will just start shutting people down at some point, you know, and for good reason, you know, they have nothing to play for. So, um, Hayward's a guy that just you know if you have him, you just cross your fingers and hope for the best. And he's a guy that like if you're in roto leagues, you know he's he's more valuable in roto because you just play him when he's healthy, and when he's not, you just you don't worry about it. He doesn't count against your games cap. But uh, you know in head to head, you're rolling the dice big time with guys like him. You know older guys, oft injured guys, and guys that are on bad teams that could just shut him down. So.
0: You know, all right, T.J. McConnell—that's the name of think.
1: Oh yeah, that's a good one for sure. Sorry. Yep. <laughs> no, no worries. Um, and speaking of McConnell, his teammate Bruce Brown, um, he's been out with the bruised right knee, but he did return, um, last night, January third. However, he's being listed as questionable for tomorrow's game, January fifth. So, just keep an eye on that. Um, you know, we talked all about the Pacers last segment. A lot of guys stepping up. I really like Neesmith. I've been rolling with him since Christmas. I'm going to keep him. I just picked um, him up on, on my team. One of my Yeah, teams he's been awesome. And we said um, Indiana's got a really good schedule coming up here. Um, if I still have the grid open here, I want to pull this up real quick and mention this. So Indiana, they go four games this week. They go four games next week. They go four games, four games, and four games the, the following three weeks. So basically, you're looking at 20 games in the next five weeks. That's awesome. So, um, and he's a guy that if these other guys are going to sit down, he could wind up playing every game. And the rate that he's been going, um, he's looking like a must-add, must-own. So um, take full advantage.
0: Yeah, actually like I said I talked about that transaction I made for Melton. He's obviously out our game time decision right now, which I actually didn't touch on him yet. But um yeah. He's uh I put him on my IL plus and I picked up Neesmith Smith to replace him. So, great move.
1: Uh let's see what else we got here. Orlando, uh, a couple guys who have been dealing with injuries pretty much all season. Markel Foltz. Yeah. Uh we talked about him. He's been dealing with left knee tendonitis. He has now missed almost 2 months. Um, but at this point, he's basically day to day. You know, it sounds like he's back at practice, um, could return anytime. So um, if you own him, get ready to activate him. You know, we'll get to the day to days here, but Cole Anthony right now is dealing with um uh, a little something here. So he's day to day. Um, you know, Orlando, we've talked all about it. They're kind of a weird team. We don't really know. At any given night, guys could step up. Um yeah, there's going to be more opportunity, too. I'm sure you got him on your list, but Franz Wagner. Franz Wagner, yeah, we'll get to him, too. He's also day-to-day yeah, right now. Um, we're, we're waiting to hear on the severity of his injury. So um did something with his ankle, so we'll have to see. Yeah,
0: I saw it live. Um, that also affected almost all of my bets last night. Um, he's been if you're if you're a betting person, and I kept talking about rebounds. Um, he's like one of the most consistent rebounders in the NBA when you look at day in day out where he is. According to his line, he's usually over under five and a half. Um, he's hit over five and a half. I believe it's like eighteen on the last twenty games. So he's like a cash cow for me. Um, and our buddy Josh Smith, he he started realizing that, and he's Gee like. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to put 50 bucks on him every night to go over because because, shit, if he's going over 18 out of 20, right, you're going to start making some money. Um, So he started it not yesterday, but the day before he wins, and then he did it again. He's like, all right, I'm going to put another 50 on him tonight. He had two rebounds for the first five minutes, and then he rolled his ankle. <laughs> that was
1: it. I want to go That's... back real quick to the Bulls. Uh, I've got some fairly breaking news here, but Nikola <laughs> Vucevic is now questionable for tomorrow's game as well, January 5th, so... Um, if he comes back, that could be the end of Drummond, at least temporarily. But, you know, just kind of wait and see. I think the way that Drummond's been playing, I think he's earned himself some minutes with or without Vooch in the lineup. So um, maybe just roll him out there and see what happens. Um, obviously, if his minutes get cut too much, then he's probably a cut in fantasy. But, you know, just kind of wait and see. And, and Vooch isn't back yet, so he's he's questionable. So we'll have to I, see. Yeah, he's going to take some value away from Vooch for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, true. That's exactly. Yeah. That it, Both guys could wind up losing value. We'll have to see. Yep. Um, But let's go back to Orlando and a guy that I love. I, I would touch, touch you right now on. if I could through the mic. My boy, Jonathan Isaac. I'm not giving up on this guy. He's dealing right now with a right hamstring injury. He's missed the last six great six straight games. Um, He just has so much upside. But as long as he's on this team and as long as Orlando's winning games and stuff, I don't see him going anywhere. I don't see them changing anything. I don't see them upping his minutes because he keeps getting hurt. Um, I think it's just, it's one of those things. It's just, it's an annoyance. But when he plays, even in the small minutes that he's playing, he provides value, especially in nine cat. I mean, his defense alone, he's blocking shots. He gets steals. Um, you know, he does a little bit offensively, like just enough. And if Wagner's injury is serious, then obviously. Um, in my opinion, Isaac's a must add and own and just kind of a wait and see kind of thing. But, um, just keep him in the back of your mind. And really, um, if you've got an open IL spot, I suggest just add him right now and let's see how this, you know, shapes up here. Um, another guy who's injured right now, Zach Collins for the Spurs. He sprained his right ankle. He's going to be out two to four weeks. So, um, me personally, I'm not messing with the Spurs at all. I, I kind of mentioned it before the season. Don't mess with
0: Texas. Yeah, <laughs> don't mess with Texas.
1: Especially the Spurs, though. They're just such a mess. Um, hit or miss every single game. Their rotation just keeps changing. Guys are in and out of the lineup. Um, I couldn't even, even tell e- you. Even Wemby right now is on a minute restriction
0: based on Yeah, those, that's what I'm saying, um, man. His ankle stuff. Like, that's. It's crazy. Yeah, there's yeah. they're on uh tonight as we're recording this on Thursday, they're part of the T N T doubleheader um against Milwaukee. And I would assume that's not gonna be that close of a game at all. Um the only thing uh San Antonio has going is what Milwaukee played last night, I believe. So yeah. Back to back. And they
1: might sit some people we'll have to see. So so that could help, but
0: regardless, um, yeah, I there's nobody like you said in San Antonio that I think is even where they even they took Keldon Johnson right? He's coming off the bench now. You don't know yeah. what kind of minutes he's going to get. Even though I don't like him anyway, but yeah, um, yeah, you you don't know what you're going to see any any game any any given day.
1: Yep. And speaking of don't mess with Texas, and speaking of shit shows, Dylan Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was a perfect segue. Yep. He's dealing right now with that screen. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even need to say anything else, Uh, but I will. He's got a strained oblique right now. He's going to be out about a week. Um, So we'll have to kind of see in the meantime, um, Tari Eason's been in and out of the lineup, but we all know about how much I love him too. And he's another guy that I just won't give up on. You know, I think when he plays plays really well, he's another one of those per game guys. He's a really good Roto guy. You know, when he's out there, you can put him in your lineup when he's not you just don't worry about it you know don't I was listening
0: your- to uh NBA today Dan Bespris, the other day and he Yeah speaking of Roto guys yeah he was talking about uh Taris and over there and I can't remember everything he was saying there but basically he was talking about um who the heck was there before uh, Yudoka. Steven Silas right Yeah um and how he he was talking about how he was preaching defense and stuff all the time and he has this guy Taris and on his bench, on his team, that he could play and get the like
1: defense that he wants out of, and exactly. he did He's, he's yep. like,
0: what the fuck was he doing? Pissed me <laughs> off
1: so much. Yeah. And we talked about it on this podcast, and I know Bespris has talked about it a lot. You know, Shout out to him. He and I, we, we have similar thinking in that regard, and just a lot of things in general. Um, and like we said in the first segment, he's just a good dude. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, another guy that um, we've been talking about a lot lately, Luke Kennard. Um, He was dealing with the bruised left knee for the Grizzlies. He returned December 31st, and he's doing exactly what we said he would do. Like, he's just coming in, and he's consistently knocking down threes and spreading the floor. That's exactly what that team needs. He's been a great fit in real life. And he's a guy that I think, like, you can definitely stream him on a night when they're playing, and if your team needs extra points and three-pointers, he's a guy you can just throw in your lineup for a game and just, you know, kind of hope for the best. I don't think his last game was too good, but um, before that, like he was rock solid, so um yeah i I like him, just a low end guy, and again, if anything happens to any of their starters, you know if anything happens to Ja or Marcus Smart, Desmond Bain, and we know what Ja <laughs> anything it's looking can like anything could happen at any time we talked all about it, so yeah, um, just keep him you know, keep him on a watch list, just keep him in mind if you're you know, in a head-to-head matchup and you're looking for some extra threes and you've got an open spot, you know, just keep them in mind as an option. Yeah. This
0: is just a, a thought off the top of my head that probably doesn't really follow into any of this, but, but actually a little does a little bit. So Memphis had a rough go in Toronto the other night, or that was at home. I'm sorry. That was Toronto at Memphis, I believe. Um But they made a comeback at the end there. They'd be down like 20 at some point and they came back and ended up you know, losing by 10, but it got to within like six or something. But I'm noticing that it seems to be, since there's so much offense, like we talked about at the top of the show, um, we're starting to see even when there's like blowouts kind of into the third quarter and things, teams are keeping their starters in just a little bit more yeah. based on the ability to come back from these large deficits so much. It's, well, uh, we
1: saw it for the in-season tournament and stuff with the points differential. Sure. But yeah, even yeah. after that, like you said, yeah, you're right. Um, and, and just in general, like the way that the game's played, it's almost easier now to come back from these yep. large deficits. Like, even OKC threes. Atlanta, uh, they played the other, I can't remember what night that, was that
0: last night? I don't know. Yeah, because OKC came, they were playing a back-to-back off of the Boston game. Yes, um, that's right. And then Atlanta beat them, but Atlanta was up by like 20 as well, kind of late. And then OKC came up, they were within three. At in the last minute like teams are coming back and it's giving these bench players not as much uh, a value as they usually did during these blowouts i talked about that earlier in the year um, how you can get stuff from these bench players but look at blowout games especially for dfs and things like that but uh it's not as big anymore right now because yeah of the ability to make up ground
1: yep you're right uh, Bradley Beal, we've been talking all about him. He was dealing with the ankle injury, but he did return December 29th. Um, uh, and he's looked good, you know, not great. Again, I think he's just starting to slow down. He's getting older. He's on that team, um, you know, very top heavy. But unfortunately, you know, we'll get to the day to day news here. But Kevin Durant now, their big three just can't seem to stay together. One of them, <laughs> one goes in, one goes out. One in, one out. Um, um You know, we'll just have to kind of wait and see if these guys can ever come back and play together, stay together. And until then, like, we're really not going to know this team's true potential. You know, we'll just have to kind of see what happens. I
0: mentioned, I also, I forgot to mention, I mentioned the Atlanta OKC game. I should also mention, if you haven't seen Jalen Johnson, Jalen Johnson. Jalen Johnson's dunk on, on uh Chet Holmgren the other day. It was it was pretty
1: awesome. Yeah. Um, he's been so good. I was so glad to see him back. Yes. Yeah. You and I both like him a lot, and we both yeah. have him in fantasy. So yes, we do. we've reaped the benefits there. And then yeah, last he's
0: at a career high also, twenty eight points and four yes, steals on sixty one percent shooting and seven rebounds the other night as well. Yeah, he's just he's awesome.
1: I could talk about him probably for thirty minutes. I could too. <laughs> or more. <laughs> a team that we have talked about for more than thirty minutes is the Detroit Pistons. Isaiah Stewart now, he's out. He's got a sprained right toe. He's out 10 to 14 days. You know, we talked all about it. They've been shuffling their lineup, you know, with him out of there. They've been going smaller, but they've been trying different guys. They started Kevin Knox for a couple games. They started Isaiah Livers last night, January 3rd. And our boy, Ossar Thompson, Of the Thompson Twins. Whoa, 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 He just can't catch a break. I think he played like nine minutes last night. That's just ridiculous, man. I won't get started on that. I'll just leave it at I'm pissed off and we need to see more. It's inexcusable. I'll leave it there, though.
0: Yeah, no,
1: I. I'm
0: not going to say anything else either.
1: That's it. I think your kids in the background are summing it up perfectly. <laughs> I
0: was going to try to mute myself. I missed it.
1: <laughs> no worries, dude. Um, real quick here, day to day. So we mentioned Kevin Durant. We'll wait and see what happens there. Franz Wagner, um, like we said, he did something to his ankle, and we're waiting to see how severe that was. Um, I'm actually refreshing my screen right now as we speak to see if there's an update there. Um, and I don't see anything yet, so we'll just have to kind of play it by ear. We'll keep you posted on that. Like I said, I love Jonathan Isaac, and now is, I think, a perfect time. If you've got an open spot on an IL list, you know, just, just grab him, stash him, and let's see how it plays out. I do see this,
0: this one's x-rays negative in this update.
1: Yeah, I did see so that too. Good. So, yeah. yeah, we'll just have to see how he responds the next couple of days here. But um, you mentioned D'Anthony Melton for the Sixers. He's day-to-day right now. Yep. Um, L Horford, Tari Eason, who we mentioned, we mentioned Derek Lively, the second for, uh, Dallas Mavericks and Grant Williams. They're both day to day, uh, D'Angelo Russell, Bruce Brown, who we mentioned Cole Anthony, who we mentioned, um, I had Chris Middleton on here, but it looks like he is available to play. So, um, yep. I think we can remove him from there. And then, um, also for Dallas Dante Exum, a guy that, um, was playing really well in Kyrie's absence but now that he's back um he's a guy that just might be a a straight drop at this point um you know but like we said with Dallas they're shifting their lineup all around you know just kind of keep all those guys you know keep an eye on them and let's just see how that team looks you know in the coming games I might have missed it I might have slept on it did you say uh, uh Derek Lively Yeah, Derek Lively and Grant Williams. Got it. And Dante Exum. So, yeah, Yeah. a lot of guys in and out there. Uh, Just keep an eye on that team as a whole. You know, like we said, too, with um, Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving, those guys are going to, you know, rest games here and there, too. They're going to stagger them. So, um, you know, guys like Exum will have value continuously throughout the season just for that reason alone. So, and then obviously if they're hot, you know, keep rolling them out there. And then if they lose minutes and touches and all that stuff, then you can probably drop them. So, yeah. and speaking of ads and drops, like I said, right off the bat, Herb Jones, um, he's a guy who's played really well all season long per game, anytime that somebody's out for the Pelicans. So right now Trey Murphy's out. So Herb Jones to me is a must own guy. I think until that changes, you know, until, um, you know, until they get, all their guys back again. And and we see the the minutes and stuff Uh, with Trey Murphy out of there. I think Herb Jones is a must add, must own guy. Um, And then we mentioned Dante DiVincenzo. He's been in the starting lineup now for the Knicks. He's played really, really well. Um, He's a guy who's been a popular streamer, not just this season, but pretty much his whole career. Um, But he's a guy right now who's looking kind of like a must own. You know, he's playing really well, really consistent, solid role. And like we said, you know, it's translating to wins in real life for New York. So um, that's just going to lead to more and more consistency there. So I like him. And then um, the Golden State Warriors right now, you know, we've talked about their whole situation and with Draymond Green being suspended and everything, a lot of guys stepping up. Yep. Um, but a guy that you mentioned a couple weeks ago who I just want to spotlight again, Trace Jackson Davis. Yep. Um, he's played really, really well. I'm not sure what his role is going to be when Draymond gets back. Uh, but, you know, as long as he's playing well right now, he's a must stream and he might be a hold, you know, depending on what kind of league you're in, how deep your league is. Uh, if you're in a really deep league, he might be a guy you just pick up and hang on to.
0: And that same as we also mentioned, uh, Brandon uh, Pachemski, who sh- who should be on teams all over the place. But I know he's not rostered on every no, a lot of him, so. a lot of
1: people are starting to drop him because he did get moved back to the bench. Um, his minutes are starting to go down a little bit because like Wiggins is back. Uh, yeah, but, but he's yeah, still playing really you trust well. Wiggins too. Yeah, exactly, um, and, and he's playing really well. And um, Golden State actually has a back-to-back um, tonight and tomorrow, so January fourth, mm-hmm. January fifth. So obviously, um, their veteran guys all have a chance to to rest, you know, and if if that happens. That's going to be more minutes for those guys, you know, Pajemski and you know, Kaminga and Jackson Davis, all those guys. So yep. you know, um, stream them and and hold them if you can. You know, if you're in a deeper league, definitely, yep. and just keep an eye on that whole situation. You know, they mm-hmm. haven't been winning a ton of games, so they're going to keep shaking up their lineup and stuff, anyways.
0: So for sure, you you had mentioned Herb Jones as well, just here a couple months ago or seconds ago and uh, a guy that kind of we 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 talked about at the beginning of the year or we didn't talk about the beginning of the year and then he started to get a little hot and then we were like he's a drop again and now i'm starting to go towards the maybe you can stream him and that's lou dort he's been putting up some back-to-back you know some decent number games so he's definitely um could be used um as well, but you, we've, you've talked about it enough, how, okay. We've both mentioned it all parts, season.
1: So. Yeah. He's a guy that like, it depends on the depth of your league. If you're in a deep league, in my opinion, Lou Dort is an, a must own guy because yeah. we've talked all about it. Um OKC doesn't have a ton of depth in their rotation. You know, they rely heavily on all five of their starters, including Dort. So, you know, Dort's not a flashy guy and he's inconsistent at times in terms of the numbers but his role is always there and he's been pretty healthy. Um, he's always getting around 30 minutes a game and he goes on these streaks where he gets real hot, but he's a guy that like, if you're in a deep league, I think you just roster him and you just take the good with the bad. Um, if you're in a shallower league, you could probably get away with just kind of ad dropping him just, you know, casually kind of using him as, like you said, more of a streamer. Um, but yeah, in my opinion, you know, he's been solid. And if you're in a deep league, I think you just roster him and just take the good with the bad. And again, he's got he's another guy that has a ton of upside for if somebody on that team does go down, you know. If anything happens to Shea or Giddy or Holmgren or Jalen Williams or the other Jalen Williams or anybody else, um, he's gonna be like the the main beneficiary of that. So um <laughs>
0: I was gonna say, the the last guy I have on my list. I just learned something new about. <laughs> what you got? And that's it's a uh, a uh, previous piston Kelly Olenek. Um, I think he's only owned. Let's see, Yahoo's got him owned in thirty six percent of leagues. Um, obviously he he doesn't have to be. He's he's been good lately. And if you need assists, and out of all categories, let's say, um, he's been putting up a lot of assists. But uh, I just I just Google searched him because I was trying to look up his stat lines here for the last month or so. And yeah. whatever, through December, I think he averaged 9, 5, and 6, over 5 and 6. So not bad. Some stuff there um, to work with. Um, but then as I Google searched, it said him and his wife went on a road trip and found a lost dog in a restaurant parking lot and reunited it with its owner over Christmas. So huh. That should have been one of my first. Things. Yeah, I was gonna say that would have been a great first thing. <laughs> there's, there's a lot more to the story, but it needs me to like sign in to the Utah News, and I don't feel like it, so I'm trying yeah. to read as much as I can. Yeah. and I just I click the button to read as much, and then it blocks it again. But yeah. uh, stay tuned. Anyways, Kelly Olynyk was great. All, I also wanted to mention with Kelly Olynyk that I found this stat the other day. I don't know if you saw. I bookmarked this, but um, there obviously this gives it away. But there are five NBA players this season who are averaging a triple-double per 100 possessions. So that's a caveat there. Um, Nikola Jokic, LeBron James, Luka Doncic, Domas Sabonis, and Kelly Olenek.
1: Wow, that's that's impressive, man. That's yeah. cool. And, you know, we've talked about Utah. They've been shuffling guys in and out of the lineup. So, yeah, man. Um, shout-out to
0: Jordan Clarkson, too, the first Utah triple-double.
1: And shout-out to Simone Fontecchio. He's been great as well. Um, but, yeah, they're, they're a team that just they're going to continue to shuffle guys. And, you know, we're going to see a lot of ups and downs with them. And, and you know, we're going to hear a lot of trade rumors with them, too. So, you know, it's going to be really interesting to see if Olenek gets moved or if John Collins gets moved. So, um, and obviously our boy, Walker Kessler, you know, uh, sky's the limit with him. He's been playing really well. We talked about it before we came on the air, uh, blocking a ton of shots uh, per usual. Um, and that's whether he's starting or coming off the bench, he's been really consistent defensively and offensively. He's been solid, but he's got a lot of upside, a lot of room to grow there. So, um, you know, he's a, he's definitely, we talked about it before he's, he's an absolute buy low guy right now. And if you need big men, he's a, a, a great guy to go out and target. If you can get him for, you know, a decent price. And I know it.
0: for a fact, he can carry the weight on his shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> well played yep <laughs> alright so you got any more out there? Is that a, that all you got
1: I think that's all I got my friend that's all, all I right. got my brother I think that
0: wraps it up obviously we went way over today we enjoyed talking about some NBA and fantasy today yeah um, we knew we would we had a lot of news Yep. Um I'll do my last shout out here before too before we sign off Caitlin Clark Um, The offer still stands. If you'd like to be our first ever interview, we would love to have you, even though we're very small. You could make our podcast flourish, but you're awesome. And I just wanted to say congratulations because this was just at the end of last year. She became the first D1 player, men's or women's, um, with 3,000 points, 900 assists, and 800 rebounds in a career. And she's not done yet. So,
1: If she goes to the fever... Ever, then she has to come on our podcast. Yeah, we can get her and Tyrese Halliburton on the same show. Oh man, that'd be (laughs) sick! And I think I I I just drooled on my mic a little bit. (laughs) Time to go, Marilyn. All right, but that would be fantastic.
0: She also wears my favorite number 22, so that's got to be a sign as well. But, anyways um yeah like we said thank you everybody for listening uh all of last year hopefully you enjoy listening here all through next year as we go on into the future um also as i said we got a little long here but uh i think it's hopefully it was pretty entertaining everybody enjoyed themselves um if you got anything to say to us any suggestions uh, any comments feel free to send us a tweet on x or you know, leave us some comments on that spotify for podcasters or not for podcaster page but spotify page and uh yeah i think that's it also if you have time and you haven't done so already give us a rating give us a review we'd appreciate it till next week we will talk to you then
1: thanks scott thank you Hey, this is Steve from Menace Podman. Scott and I have been having a blast creating our podcast. I can't tell you how much we look forward to recording days and providing amazing NBA content to our listeners every week. It's hard work, but with the right software, it's a lot easier. We use Podcastle to seamlessly edit and create production-quality-sounding podcasts. Podcastle is now equipped to record audio and video and distribute to all the places podcasts are found. You can find a link directly in the show notes to Podcastle. So, if you're a podcaster or future podcaster, go check out Podcastle. And Miss Parliament.